All right, hey, what's up, guys? Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation, coming to you live from the educational February convention here at the Hard Rock Hotel Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I've got the honor and privilege to be joined by local 228's president and vice president, that's Frank Novarine, and Abdur Yassin, who's the vice president. Gentlemen, thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, we're, we're kind of starting a new segment here. This is called the FMBA Local Spotlight, right? Where we're going to highlight the happenings and, and the inner workings of what's going on in our individual locals. So uh, I appreciate you guys jumping on and being a part of it. And uh, tell me, tell me what's been going on. So, so you've been Frank. You've been president for, uh, of Local 228 for how many years now? For three years now. Okay. And Abdur, uh, how long you've been held in the uh, vice president position? Uh, same time. Same we time. got we got elected at the same time. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. So, three years uh, in in labor world seems like a long time. Right? <laughs> it's a lifetime. It's <laughs> oh, an yeah. absolute lifetime. Especially the past three years. I mean, you guys have gone through some pretty crazy stuff, right? Yeah. And, and the whole vaccination stuff that's going on, we'll touch on that in a minute. But COVID kind of threw all of us for a crazy loop from a labor standpoint, uh, from a, a services standpoint, right, and, and being first responders in our communities. So uh, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about some of that, that backstory, uh, where you guys were, how things came about with the vaccination, and, and where you guys currently are right now. Yeah, so this is a, it's a long one because uh, there was a lot that happened related to COVID. Um, so when the vaccine first came out, the township really didn't offer anything to our employees. So we had to go out on our own, reach out to the, the county, Essex County, and basically, you know, provide the opportunity for our members, if they chose to, to be vaccinated. Um, fast forward six months, um, the tide kind of changed and, and the township administration basically felt that they had to make a uh, vaccination policy made it mandatory for everyone to become vaccinated. Um, and obviously there's glaring issues with that. Uh, so we did um, our best as a local to kind of negotiate around that before they implemented the policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the township decided to, you know, uh, you know, not act in good faith really and, and, and speak to us about it and implemented a policy that was full of some big holes. Um, and with the help of the state FNBA, they, they stepped up for us. Uh, Craig Compelt, who's been absolutely lights out, uh, you know, uh, guiding us through this legal process. We, we filed um, a motion with civil service to, uh, to an injunction basically to, to stop the, the, the policy from being implemented. Um, and with that, um, with that, the township uh, placed seven of our, our guys out, two, two uh, from local 228 and two from, and five from, uh, from local 28 out for, on unpaid leave for about five and a half months. Wow. And uh, we were lucky enough to have Craig guide us through civil service, and we, we've uh, won three different, um, three different uh, legs of it. Basically, um, ordering, civil service ordered these guys back to work yeah. with back pay. Right. The township chose to challenge that back pay and said it needed to be mitigated. Uh, Craig again guided us through that, and, and uh, civil service uh, demanded that, or you know, basically uh, notified the township that this back pay was not to be mitigated; they needed to be paid in full. Um, I have January fourth, uh, the new mayor was elected, and she decided to, um, you know, follow the civil service ruling and, and issued uh, all these uh, seven employees their back pay. Wow! So it's been a, it's been a lot in terms of. Uh, like all the little little legal motions that that got us to this point, uh, and we're still we're still dealing with it because the township is um, appealing the overall civil service ruling in uh, superior court. So 
we're, we're working through that now, but uh, the guys are back to work. Yeah. Um, thankfully, they, they, they had their ability to not be vaccinated, yeah. and that was upheld. Yeah. Um, and now they got their money back. So, nice. Yeah, it's been, That's uh, a huge win, man. Yes, yeah, it really is. And, yeah. uh, you, know, our, 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 you know, the state stepped up, but also, um, you know, the members of Local 28 and 228, they stood up for the brothers. They made sure that, um, you know, they covered them when they needed it in terms of making sure their, um, their health benefits were covered while they were out on unpaid leave. Um, you know, stood tall for them, you know, with legal costs. So, um, you know, it was nice to, to step up and be able to have a nice win for our brothers. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time. And you get the firehouse lawyers, right? What, sure. do, what does the union do for me? Yeah. You know, why, do, why am I paying dues? And it's a, a situation like this that is the exact reason why you've got to put faith in your union yeah. and, and why we have unions and why we're, you know, we're doing these things, right? It's for the protection of our members. Yeah. And specifically right here, seven members laid off unpaid leave for six months. Yeah, through through Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. I yeah. mean, through hard times. Through tough times. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's incredible what you guys were able to accomplish and, uh, and, and the help and the support from the state side of it. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, a testament to, uh, to our other locals as well to say, hey, listen, you know, you're in a jam. You know, we got your back. Yeah. You know. They, they guided us through some tough times, especially in the beginning. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of legal, um, uh, not not even legal. I mean, the state stepped up and they were making phone calls and they were calling people, uh, you know, that were attached to the town or, or you know, any way they could to gain influence to, to pressure the town into getting these guys back to work um, and offering them the ability to negotiate to come back to work. Uh, that was done by the town. I mean, by the by the state, and and they did great for us. You know, they were making important phone calls to to people we didn't have access to on a local level. Um, the state had access to those guys, and they pressured the town big time. Yeah, and, uh, it showed. It, it really did. Yeah. I mean, their tune changed pretty quickly once uh, the right people started getting involved. Sure. Um, and that influence that that the, the state has, it, you know, it really really showed with this. So, in, in terms of in terms of the. Uh the mindset or the attitude did you guys get a lot of pushback from like admin on the fire side or was it mainly just town hall like was your chief in support of this was your were your officers your battalions or you guys have battalions or deputies i don't know deputies deputies were your deputies like enforcing this like what was the mindset in the rank and file well if i'll take that yeah. um so you know i would say look the chief was supportive i mean you know all chiefs are going to make sure that you know, um, the department's running the way it needs to be running and, and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, look, I got to tell you, and, and I just wanted to take a second just to throw out there, uh, not for nothing, you know, big shout out to Angelo Tedesco. Mm-hmm. He's president of 28. He was longtime president of 28. Yeah. You know, um, this was one of those situations where, you know, each local superior officers versus firefighters, they can have their issues on a day-to-day, whatever. But, you know, Angelo and Frank work together. And, you know, it, it took a lot of that cooperation and coordination to really move these things along. Sure, yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, that's where you see between, you know, the, our officers and, and, and the firefighters, this is where the leadership kind of comes out. You know, you could be the head of the department and lead, right? But to see leaders step up in, in these areas that, quite frankly, a lot of times are very thankless, right? Yeah. Um, this is where the rubber really meets the road, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you know, I got I got to say, look, Frank's been on the job ten years. You know, he served as vice president. 
of 28 at one point before he got promoted. And, uh, you know, when you see guys like him step up, you know, look, the Chiefs been on the job many, many years, whatever. But these guys are, in, you know, taking up the leadership mantle, yeah. you know, going in front of the decision makers, going in front of, you know, whether it's the administration within the fire department, the administration within the town, and, and really, you know, just getting these things sorted out, taking phone calls, taking, you know, you know, uh, uh, side conversation, whatever, yeah. you know, just to get to where we are today. Yeah. You know, there's a toll it takes on your families. There's a toll it takes on you at the oh, job. Undoubtedly. You know, it's you're a gonna sacrifice. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna sacrifice having the time to study for stuff. Like, you know, I gotta say, you know, to see guys like like Frank mature within the leadership. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna take anything away from him. You know, as a man personally, <laughs> and that, you know, that's to see them mature within the department mm -hmm. without going through that strict, you know, rising through the ranks, like you know, captain, chief, and so on. It's amazing. You know, um, like I said, Ange, he was a, a fixture within the department in a leadership capacity for many years. Frank, in the, in the three years that I've worked with him, nothing but aces. Yeah. You know. Appreciate that. Angel, <laughs> you're the man. You're the man. That's, that's, I, not I, a small, that's not a small thing to have to deal with on a, a local level, right? I mean, no. this is like something that's... Yeah, it's was, not. And this and is some serious This, shit. this is these precedent were, setting. Yeah. I mean... And these guys were laid off. I mean, that's... I mean, yeah. in, in terms of locals... I mean, this is that's wartime. You, know, yeah. you lay somebody off, this is yeah, as bad it. as it Loves gets. Off, yeah. That's Loves as bad as it gets. You're, you're and, constantly, uh, fi you know, fielding frustrations, and um, you know, there's going to be some built-up animosities that might not necessarily be directed towards, you know, us and trying to help the situation and stuff. But it, it's a lot. You yeah. know, it changes the culture of your your departments. Hopefully, only for the short term, and, and better on the other end for the long term. So, you know, we got a new president in 28, Danny uh, Danny Carrion. You know, and he's on. The, he came on the, at the same time. These guys came on yeah. from a safer grant. We hired 14 at the time. This is 10 years ago. But you know, I got to tell you, you know, and it's a testament to these guys, and hopefully other, you know, other locals kind of pick up on this. You know, it's the younger guys, man, that are that are going to step into these these major situations. You know, and um, you know, obviously the chief doesn't necessarily have the power to get to solve everything and get us out of everything. But these younger guys are the ones that sort of step up and, and uh, you know lead from where they're from where they're uh, where where, they're, where it's appropriate, yeah. right? So yeah, it's like feet to the fire. I mean, <laughs> the, three yeah. three years in, in office. Yeah, our, right in the beginning our, of yeah. Office. our first uh, our first week uh, in the leadership, uh, we had to file a grievance. Right, <laughs> first week. Yeah. You know, when one of our guys uh, was quarantined for forty five days, like uh, came back to uh, yeah. work out for 14 uh, or 15 came back to work immediately sent back out for 15 really uh, and they charged him sick time for it so our first uh, oh, first week we, yeah God. filed a grievance uh, we were truly feet to the fire and then you know the, the township tried to you know pull this uh, mandatory vaccination yeah. policy and, and you know thank, thankfully for us they, they weren't very good at it crazy uh, right in that policy so how do you follow up that conversation right you guys you, yeah. you go through something as significant as that, what other kind of things you have going on in the local that have been uh, tests or challenges for you uh, across the board? We're, we're still, uh, while while we're at the end of our um, uh, four-year contract, we had a one-year extension that was added to it, so okay. a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. Um, but right back into it in terms of uh, 
uh, starting to negotiate a new contract. Yeah. Um, and you know all the the little challenges that come with that, all the little uh, rumors that start from the township plan sure. to kind of sow dissent or you know divide. And um, you know we're just working on trying to manage all that right now. Have there been talks about adding any kind of language to your contract about uh, the vaccinations or testing or any of that moving forward, or has that all been resolved so, with the case? Um, it, it's obviously we still have the the appeal going on, so it's it not. Um, it's not truly re resolved. Gotcha. Uh, one of the issues we're having right now is uh, they, they're requiring it for all new firefighters uh, to become vaccinated uh, prior to being hired. Um, and that presents a challenge because right. there's a lot of people out there that, you know, when uh, when the emergency started, uh, we all, you know, we all took measures to kind of deal with, uh, with it. And the vaccine was one of those options. Uh, now we know maybe a little bit more and that, you know, there's other options you can do it. And some people are choosing not to be vaccinated. And that presents a challenge when you're trying to find, you know, competent, um, you know, employees to hire. Yeah. So that's something we're kind of uh, navigating there uh, in terms of the vaccination uh, issues that are, that are still ongoing. But uh, we're definitely in a better spot. Yeah. than we were yeah. uh, a year and a half ago. So you guys are coming up, your, your, your one year or your uh, last year is coming up now. You guys are entering into negotiations. What are the some things that you do as a as a local to prepare for these negotiations? Oh, I, one of the most important things is setting expectations with the, the members, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. the, the other thing is, is um, getting our, you know, basically getting our, doing our due diligence, getting the numbers, getting, uh, the information we need to, to present a, a, an appropriate offer. And I know uh, in the Northern District, uh, there's been a bunch of guys that have been complying, uh, compiling uh, contracts mm -hmm. and, and breaking them down in terms of sick days and uh, you know longevity, holiday pay, uh, hour base, base rates. I mean, that stuff is so helpful uh, when you're trying to get your numbers together and see where you're at comparable to, to other townships um, and, and other departments, you know? Yeah. And make sure that you're you're you know getting the appropriate compensation that you know your members deserve. So that's kind of where we're at right now is getting our, uh, setting expectations and uh, you know getting doing our fact finding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, I'll throw in there too. You know, not for nothing. This is this is kind of uh, you know when you're going into negotiation, especially when you had a, a very significant situation yeah. with you know COVID guys being separated from the job and so on and so forth you know you got to kind of tighten it up in terms of going on offense if you will with like the charm piece right because yeah if you want to go there and just negotiate with the with the administration with the mayor fine but you know ultimately you want the town to be on your side so like what, what frankie's talking about in terms of the foundation or, or doing other things where you're you're you know advancing the brand right so your locals out there and they're putting in, you know, smoke detectors or handing out water bottles at, at town gatherings and so on. Like, there's going to be things that you really should attach yourself to as a local. Because remember, you have a lot of power in terms of being locals outside of the department. Right. Right. You have your own shirts or whatever, your own branding. You go out there and do stuff so that the community is on your side. Yeah. You know, so that they know they have an added value by having, you know, the firefighters you know, help out in situations and they're not just, you know, part of the, the services that they pay for. Right. Right. So that's a tricky part, you know, because, of course, when you're going through, you know, tough, uh, a tough relationship with the town administration, whether it's through negotiation or grievances and obviously through COVID and so on, um, you really got to, you know, 
put in the mind of the guys that and guys and gals that like look it's important for us to not just neglect that community piece right because ultimately those are the folks that really pay our salaries you know you might have the township council or the city council that you know authorizes things or the administration but you still got to impact the community in a positive manner you yeah know? i think i think the the conversation about branding right we have a whole another conversation that just focuses on branding because Absolutely. i think a lot of our locals uh don't focus on that right or maybe they don't see it that way you know but as a local i mean you really are a, a, a branded entity right at yeah. the end of the day so i mean it's got to be a, a point of focus for yeah. the local to be able to uh, accomplish these things that ultimately have a trickle-down effect at the bargaining table. Yeah, right? it gives you it gives you more leverage and more power when you've got the power of the people behind you. Yeah, one of one of uh, you know, when I got elected, one of the goals I had was uh, you know getting a social media uh, presence, yeah. uh, you know setting up a foundation. Um, also, we can have positive impact uh, and highlight you know the things we do day to day, and and we do off the job um, to the community, so they they do recognize us. As uh, you know, you know, a, a positive force in their community outside of just being that uh, you know the person you call when you have an issue. So yeah. uh, obviously, COVID uh, and all the the issues related to that uh, threw us for a huge loop, and we kind of had to stall some of that stuff because we had, uh, for a lack of a better word, f- bigger fish to fry. Yeah. I mean, uh, but these are all things that you know. Now, when you're going into a contract, you wanted that presence, and we're. We're a little bit behind the eight ball on that, and that's something that we have to pick up the pace and do. Um, we have newly elected uh, council members that we met with, and uh, yeah. one of one of the first things they mentioned to me was like, "I, I don't see you guys on Facebook or Instagram." Right. Mm. And uh, yep. and I said, "Yeah, you're right, and it's something we need to do." They wanted to know more about us, um, and they, you know, that's how people get their information now. So yeah, sharing of yeah. information is huge between interdepartmental communication. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the town might have a, a fundraiser or an event that they're doing. And you're sharing their stuff. You're sh- they're sharing your stuff. It works hand in hand, and that's part of the relationship building, right? That you have with these people that work at town hall that are responsible for, you know, the other side of it, right? I mean, right. the administration of the town and and, and determining or, or uh, negotiating our our benefits, our salaries, our our you know our bread and butter. So yeah, yeah. look, we all we we know that everyone has you know they got families, they got other things going on. You know, it's not about having everyone, all the members doing everything, but it is about each member doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, contribute where you can, right? If it means we need bodies for this, if it means that we need a person to do X, like that's where it is, right? Yeah. You know, because it is advancing the brand. It is talking about like, you know, having a presence, you know, if we got to, you know, I look over the years, we've packed city councils and town, you know, town council chambers and stuff like that, you know, and, and that, that time when it comes, is that's appropriate to do. But sure. sometimes it's that low-hanging fruit yep. yeah. that we kind of neglect, mm-hmm. and it goes a whole long way because, like, you know, you help out with, I don't know, installing, like, the, the car seats or something. Right. All those that positive, one, all those small positive uh, interactions. Yeah. And, and, and that person, sees, yeah. that person you're helping out probably knows somebody else can yeah. talk to another person, and next thing you know, it gets to the administration mm-hmm. or the council, and we look like makes them look good. Yeah. Absolutely, right? you know, and it makes us look good. Mm-hmm. You know, hundred percent. Where are you guys at in terms of staffing? So we're um, we've been we thankfully we've uh, the township has uh, continued to promote when we've had vacancies. 
Um, so we're, on our end, we're pretty good. We are getting to the higher end of our calls, mm-hmm. and, and it's starting to show our wear and tear on our vehicles and our me- and our members. What's like an average uh, call volume for you guys? <laughs> um, from an EMS standpoint, we're probably averaging 24 to 28 calls a day. Really? And, yeah, and uh, that's that's with two uh, ambulances, and then you know fire calls. You can have you know you can easily throw in 10, 10 there. You know, yeah. we have a ton of building. Uh, the town, the township's doing a ton of uh, different building projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in terms of the areas that we have to cover, and, and the population that we have to cover, I mean everything's increasing in town. Yeah. So we we've been advocating that, you know, maybe not today, but tomorrow or one day soon, you're gonna you're gonna have to expand, and uh, we're gonna have to meet the demand that the township sure. is uh, setting there. So we're hoping that um, you know the the new council members, the new mayors, uh, is. Um, that they're receptive to, to this, um, you know, we'll let them know now, like, hey, it's, it, I can't expect you to buy, you know, a half a million dollar fire engine tomorrow and staff it with 12 people, but, you know, you guys do need to have a plan to, to handle that uh, in two years or three years. Yeah. When we, that demand is there, you don't want to be behind the eight ball. Yeah. What do you guys typically run in terms of your uh, your responses? So, like, what? first of all, how many how many members are on the department? We have 88 total. But, okay. uh 33, um, and it varies a little bit uh, based on openings, but about 33 members in our local. Um, And then the rest of obviously are are firemen. Um, And um, we got three engines, a ladder truck, uh, and two ambulances. Gotcha. Yeah, so we're we're busy. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, we we talk about these community events, these things that we do. Um, One thing we do in Union is we have an open house for the fire department, right? Every October during Fire Prevention Week, we hold an open house. We allow the public to come in and, and check out quarters, and uh, we do like little uh, events and, and things like that, games for the kids to play, you know, put the fire out, yeah. and you got like a wooden thing with fire on hinges they can shoot I'm, the hose I'm, line. I'm pretty yep. sure uh, we saw you guys do that and install the idea. The one. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, that's, that's an opportunity, right, where when you're talking about staffing and you're talking about the future of the town and, and how they're growing and building, to bring in these politicians that are responsible for making those decisions and let them see what you do on an everyday basis, right? Get them involved. Maybe have them do a ride-along one day just to go out and say, hey, listen, like, this is what we're being faced with, and if we don't do something about this and get out in front of this now, our call volume is going to triple. We're going to be doing less. We're going to be doing more with less. Somebody's going to get hurt and or killed. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, if it's not, it, it, hopefully it's not one of us, right? God forbid. Hopefully it's not one of us, and God forbid. Hopefully it's not one of the citizens of the town that we work in, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's why we're there. You can spend a million dollars on a fire truck. What's the price tag on a life of a citizen, or what's the price tag on the life of a firefighter? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's priceless. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're, that's one of the things we're we're you know we're going through our, the numbers and our call volumes and. Um, one of the things that popped up was we had more injuries in the last three years than we've had the previous three years. And, yeah, you know, that, there's there's a reason for that. You know, it, it's related to the were more calls, the, the different types of calls were going on. You know, you can only run the, you can only run until the wheels fall off. You right. know, and we just want to make sure that our members are you know they're not you know at the end of the day this is our job we signed up and you know you really can't pay somebody too much to run into a burning building. You know, I mean it. You could pay us a, a million dollars, you know, there'd be somebody who would turn it down because they would never do it. Right. Uh, but this is what we do. And, but we also need to, you know, take care of each other. Yeah. You know, like, what's the point of, you know, not being able to, you know, walk around or, 
you know, have yeah. you know bad backs, hips, knees. Yeah, I mean, right. um, when you, when you retire, I mean, you, we got to take care of each other. If that means uh, like getting more manpower to offset that workload, yeah. that's what we need to do. You know, that yeah. that becomes a priority. That's not even touching or scraping the surface with the whole cancer conversation, right? No. Like we had to not even all. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's that's a whole another can of worms to throw in there. Our, I will say our our chief. Um, is I want to I don't want to say slowly working, but he's working towards uh, uh, you know addressing that issue. Thank thankfully, uh, they're they're working on um, we we got two new uh, we got a new uh, gear cleaner. Okay. Um, and they're they're actually applying for a grant to put one in each firehouse. Okay. So I mean we're working towards you know better better direction with that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like uh, that that is a monster. Related to the fire service, so that, you guys uh, got, you everyone is on your mind. You know? One gear cleaner, right? Well, two now. You got two yeah, now. Thankfully. Gotcha. Yeah, thankfully. And how many houses you got? We have five. All right. Yeah, so one five. is staffed with uh, an ambulance or two ambulances. Gotcha. But. So five stations spread out across the, the town, yeah. right? Uh, you got two gear washers at two stations. You got gear dryers and all that kind of stuff, too? Uh, yes. How about climb events? You guys got climb events? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When, working. When, when they're working. When they're working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When they're working, yeah. Events. Yep. Um, what about second sets of gear? You guys have a second set of gear? No. Yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah, no, we've um, we've definitely been advocating for that. We're we're, we're um, thankfully the the state was able to uh, we were able to get some money from that that PPE grant. Yeah. Um, so and we have a bunch of guys that are set up to get uh, a new set of gear. And we're kind of working with the township saying like, hey, like this is a perfect opportunity to kind of start the process of getting you know let's buy some gear a year too early. That these guys have a second set, and that you know, you get a job or you get a smoke condition from you know a burning pot, like you know automatically wash your stuff, and you got a second set of goods to go with. Yeah, it would be great if we had two brand new sets at all times, but right. you know beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Right now, uh, you know we got to take what we can get, but this that second set of goods is definitely you know something we've been pushing for for a while. And I think that's I think that's part of the whole negotiations process, right? That people yeah. don't really maybe tie into this is is those health and safety and apparatus and, and all that stuff that comes into play with it, you know, that, that affects the, the bottom line, right? At the end of the day, the town yeah. has so much money to work with, they're going to spend it a certain way, and we got to figure out how to make it all work for us too, right? Sure, sure. Look, at the end of the day, you know, it's the best job in the world, but you also want to be able to enjoy a, a, a long and fruitful retirement, mm -hmm. you know, so... You know, when you get those 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 dings and bangs and and, and and injuries and so on, you want to get hopefully back to some level of being whole, right? And you know, at the end of it, you know, that's the the physical side. But we want to make sure too, like that, you know, the thing that plagues us quite a bit between like cancer and, and hypertension and so on. Like we want to make sure that we're whole on the other end. Yeah. So, you know, the cancer screening is a big deal. You know, we were just. Uh, you know, there's discussions about how it's going to be funded. You know, the state put into place uh, the law and, and implementation is the next key, right? Uh, we can't stress enough. And I even got to set up an appointment for, uh, doc, you know, the gift of Bush, from Buccio, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, so, so folks got to go do that. You know, mental health is, uh, is another thing, right? I mean, you know, just talking to uh, some of the guys down here, you know, the calls that we see, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, you get a bad call. You know, you want to activate, you know, critical incident stress debriefing, but also, you know, it's okay to, it's okay to not be okay, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, whether you're dealing with on-the-job situations that, 
could be traumatic or off the job, you know, that's what that brotherhood is about, you know, having someone to talk to and, and getting the resources that you need to get situated. Yeah. Because, you know, we want to leave this this job, you know, and enjoy that retirement. You know, we fought to get the pension, you know, under yeah. our own control and, you know, you want to get what, uh, you know, that you want to get that part of it too. Right. Enjoy retirement and, and, and go on and, you know, enjoy the rest of your life yeah. after yep. after service. Yeah, that's you what know? we work towards, right? That's what that's the goal. The end goal is to go home, you know, be safe, go home to your families, and get to enjoy your hard-earned work over the past 25-plus years to be able to enjoy your retirement with the family. Because let's be honest, you know, we sacrifice a lot of time, right? Absolutely. We, you know, we, our work schedules and yeah. our side hustles and everything else we got going on, you know, we're, we're, we're not really spending as much time with our families because of all that, you know. Right. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the events that you guys have done over the past, you know, couple of years, some fundraising events or community things that you guys have done um, and, and anything you guys might have in the works or in the plans or what you're currently working on. Um, we, we, last June, we threw a, a cornhole fundraiser for one of our members who was injured on 280. Okay. Um, he was, he's battling some... Um, is this the kid that was in the back of the ambulance with the dump truck? There was two, there were two members. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, and he was um, he was the less injured one, but okay. he's still significantly injured. Yeah. I mean, it just when you compare one to the other, yeah. um, it doesn't seem that big. But this guy was, I mean, demolished, and he's a he was a tough guy. So, you know, for him to be limping is right. is a thing. Yeah. Um, but we we threw a fundraiser for him, uh, and we were able to raise nine thousand dollars. Awesome. Uh, we have another member um, who who recently promoted to to local two twenty eight. Um, Phil Johnson, he runs a uh, basically a cancer fundraiser um, every few years, and it's, he's raised on his own uh, over twenty-five thousand dollars wow. to give to uh, you know different cancer funds. Yeah, um, we we try to find little ones here or there. Uh, one of the things that we don't do well is we don't uh, we we don't we don't promote them that w- you know that well when we do do them. You gotta send you know? them in. Yeah. Send them to the yeah. bulletin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so. just thinking about the other uh, fundraiser we do every year for. Uh, uh, Danielle, uh, LeBron, Guzman, uh, for uh, Brett's um, brain aneurysm, brain aneurysm yeah, awareness. Yeah, Omar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Omar aces. He sets it up between himself and uh, and Steve Amelie. They're both uh, members of 228. That's always you know yeah. smash it well, every year. I, I, I believe well I believe they broke the hundred thousand dollar raise That's this amazing. year. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I mean we we. We do these uh, these events. We definitely need to, you know, let the public know that we do them too. And yeah. they kind of, when you start talking about the sheer money that's that's raised by by certain members and um, and and where it goes, I mean, when you talk about that, significant dollar amounts sure. that are raised for people that need it, you know. Yeah. Um, and we have to do a better job of doing that. One of the things we talked about earlier is uh, we need to set up a foundation um, for for our, our department, not or for our locals really. Yeah. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, um, it will have a bigger community outreach, and it, it'll be easier to to kind of uh, you know donate that money out. Uh, two is that it'll save some of our dues for issues that you know we need to do locally. Right. You know, from, from our, our our local end, whether it's you know fighting grievance, whether it's um, whether it's contract negotiations, whether it's uh, you know one of the issues we have pending is the township's doing a um, personnel audit essentially uh, like a needs assessment to see every town every department in town to see if 
these are overstaffed. You know, they usually don't come back and say you need more manpower. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know, an issue like that comes up, and you know, you start talking about how you can kind of offset that, and you know, the ways to do that are expensive. You know, if you if you were to hire another company to counter that township's right. thing, those things cost significant dollar amounts, and you know, if you're if you're donating ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year to the community from your local dues, and you're not offsetting it with the fundraiser. Um, you know, you can put your local, you know, behind the eight ball sure. when you do need those, those funds for, you know, contract negotiations, arbitrations, or, you know, uh, you know, the bad days. Right. Yeah. So. There's significant tax benefits with it. There's, yeah. uh, you know, we talk about the branding again, going back to that conversation. I mean, branding a foundation versus the branding of a local, you know, they might not necessarily see or understand what local, you know, 228 is or what local 28 is and, and what that means in the community, but the West Orange Firefighters Foundation, or yeah. you know, whatever you guys are going to call yourselves, you know that that's got real, yeah. you know, meat to it. You know what I mean? Like people can resonate with that and and and, and find a connection to that and, and feel the uh, philanthropic. I'm going to cut that yeah. part out. You know the word I'm looking for. Yes, philanthropic. <laughs> philanthropic. Philanthropic. Yeah. I don't even know if philanthropic was a fucking word, but whatever. <laughs> cut. Um, you know, but but feel that connection to the foundation and and the giving aspect of it. You know what I mean? Yep. And Troy, uh, I asked um, a couple months ago, and Troy was able to, uh, pal, the state treasurer was able to give us a whole breakdown of uh, a blank uh, setup for yeah. for the foundation as well as uh, Montclair's, so that we have a true baseline to go off of how to set it up. So that'll be super helpful moving forward. Yeah. Getting it done. So anyone listening to this podcast as well, we also put a podcast episode out, me and Troy and Karen Taylor Burke, on how to start a for, uh, foundation, on yeah. how to form a foundation for the local and whatnot. So that's another just uh, podcast plug there to, to throw in and say, if you listen to that episode, it gives you some foundation to, no pun intended, to um, to build on, to educate yourself before you go forward with, yeah. with setting up a foundation for your local. So. Nice. But listen, man, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on and, for and, and talking. And, and uh, I mean, the whole vaccination thing, I mean, that, that's been, been heard statewide. So, you know, giving guys and, and gals insight onto what was going on within your yeah. local and how you guys were able to handle it and, 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 and get in front of it and, yeah, you know, really I, fight I, for your guys yeah, and, and gals. Unfortunately, uh, you know, out of uh, the 500-plus municipalities, only two decided to, to take this approach. And... Uh, you know, uh, we're lucky enough in West Orange to have our seven guys back. Yeah. And I know, you know, there's another local that's struggling to get their guys, uh, even with the, you know, legal successes they've had to get those guys back to work. So we really are blessed to have these guys back to work. And, um, you know, that was the help of the state really to really push us along. Now, now we, we have to finish it on our end and we will. But, uh, you know, we, we can't we can't really thank the state enough to for putting us, you know, making us a priority. And getting these guys uh, what they you know rightfully, rightfully deserve back to work. Yeah, that's what it's so, about, right? Yeah, yeah. And backpack, it's backpack man, it's, it's wild. Yeah, you know, it a lot of successes. Yeah. So, we're, we're we're very grateful. That's a hard one to get too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So big wins. Huge. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you guys both for coming on. Appreciate you spending the time talking. And uh, don't be strangers. Send me what you got. Yeah. Any any flyers okay. or. Yeah, we'll, like we'll do. Events. Yeah, we always the golf outings always in there, but uh, yeah. we have little ones that pop up. We like to do more. So yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, thank you. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Billy. Thanks for having us.
All right, everyone. Well, that wraps up another great episode from FMBA Nation. Thanks for listening to it. And if you don't already, make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can listen to this podcast on any of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. And if you have an Alexa-enabled device and enabled the TuneIn skill, you can say, Alexa, play FMBA Nation podcast on TuneIn Radio. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the podcast or would like to be featured on the FMBA Nation podcast where you can talk about your products and or services that you have to offer, be sure to email us at nation at njfmba.org. And until next time, be safe.